Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy designed to help you understand your skin and what products to buy. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, bringing you open, honest conversation around the noisy skincare industry. Want the lowdown on current skincare hot topics and key products to look out for? In each episode, we interview skincare experts from the beauty industry to bring education and enlightenment to your day. From demystifying skincare topics to unboxing products, plus our honest, no BS reviews. We'll share brand stories, their mission, and so much more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of The Skin Interview. I am Megan Felton, the co-founder of Leone, and today I am joined by a very special guest. We have the founder of Project Ajna, Giselle LaPompe-Moore. And today, basically, what we're going to be talking about is skin storytelling, exploring the emotional, mental, and physical connection of our skin, which I think is a basically a topic that's obviously close to Leone's heart. I think that that's really one of the biggest reasons that we do what we do. But first, before we go into that, I want to have Giselle just introduce herself and what she does because it's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I always feel like I always had careers before this that were very easy to explain um, in those kind of situations. But I feel like now my career sounds very different and interesting, um, but I'm very grateful for it. So I guess basically as the founder of Project Ajna, I am ultimately a space holder. Um, so underneath the umbrella, I can be anything from spiritual guide to a meditation teacher to a tarot reader. Um, but I think my goal really is to help people to navigate whatever life throws at them and, you know, using spiritual and self-care practices to enable us to do so. I think even, you know, things that we don't even associate with spirituality, I think we kind of see it as a trend or something confusing or very woo-woo, but actually it's just who we are and how we move through the world. So it really helps with like so many different facets of our life. It's incredible. And I think especially it's a very relevant topic with everything that's happened in the world. And I know it's, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, let's not talk about COVID or whatever, but it's so relevant to our day-to-day life. It's impacted everyone. Nobody thought it was going to last this long. And so I think that especially now more than ever, people are focusing on things like this and just are not only just spirituality and things to turn to in times like this, but also ways to try to find, basically make themselves feel better and self-care. I think there's a big focus on self-care and what you do is really tied to that. And I guess it would just be great to hear also about, because you have held, like you said, different roles and you've had different careers. And so how did you get to the point where you are now? Because it's a really interesting story. And I think it's pretty amazing how you've pivoted what you were doing then to what you're doing now. Thank you. I guess like being spiritual or, you know, it's such like a weird label. I don't think it should be a label at all because we kind of all naturally are. But I think I always had these like weird experiences when I was growing up and a child I've just always been interested in esoteric stuff and like tarot cards and crystals. I think, you know, as I got older and I left university, so I studied fashion journalism at London College of Fashion. I always wanted to be a writer and be a fashion writer. So I spent most of my career doing work in journalism and PR in fashion museums. And then I did a lot of work in beauty. So I was doing both product development to working at a women's magazine in the UK on their beauty team. So beauty has always been a really huge part of my life. And I think the pivot really came from, 
I kept waiting for this dream job to fit in. I kept, you know, looking for jobs and searching for jobs and saying, the next one will be the one that makes me really happy and fulfilled. And a long process of self-investigation got me to a place of, you know, there's never a job that can make you feel that if you don't feel that already. Um, so I got just really back into my spiritual practice I had since I was a teenager and it got me to the place I'm in now. And I was able to really blend all of my life experiences, my experience in beauty with what I do now. So I'm pretty grateful that it's all, all makes sense as one cohesive piece. Yeah, it's incredible. And I'm actually, I'm the same. I'm, I've always been, since I was younger, I've always been into exactly what you said. I've been very into therapy, which is like such, I think in, in America, it is a little bit more of a talked about topic, which I think we'll get into maybe the cultural differences um, in a little bit of, of that in terms of the skin too. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I think that the way that you, I mean, you said it best. You said, I think that you can't wait for something to fulfill you. You have to just take action. Mm-hmm. And definitely I found with our entrepreneurial journey is that, you know, Ksenia and I, we basically were doing our master's in luxury brand management and we were looking at the beauty industry and we were just thinking, you know what, actually, we're not totally sure that we can go into a role that we were studying to go into. And then we created our business because we felt like actually it served us and our, our mission and what we wanted to do. And also it served, you know, consumers and our clients as well. So I think that's really amazing. And I definitely relate to that on a level. So in terms of how the skin and our emotions are connected, this is something that we talk about a lot in our consultations because we really truly believe that the mind gut and the skin are totally one. And that actually the way that you are feeling inside is reflected on your skin and of course, in your emotions and your expression. But how do you feel that, because I think that you've had your own experience with this as well. How do you feel that they are connected? I think it's almost, you know, our skin is, while it's a very physical barrier between, you know, our inner world and our outer world, we can take that a step deeper and really see it as this literally how we experience the entire universe like we touch everything from our skin we get touched through our skin and it's just such a huge part of who we are and I think we've just always seen it as this very aesthetic driven physical thing mm-hmm. when actually it's kind of like our constant it's always a part of who we are it's like how people define us and it's how our identities are shaped yeah. so of course it has to be tied to our emotion because you know when we go out into the world when we smell things when we see things when we're walking through life they're all emotional experiences and our skin has almost been like the witness for all of those experiences. So it makes so much sense that, you know, just, but then also on a very obvious level, when, you know, you blush, your skin has a reaction to that, which is a very physical, visible reaction mm-hmm. when you're really happy, you're glowing and people can see that. And, you know, we've always had somebody very annoying, probably like in the office say, Oh, like it's something wrong. Cause you just look really tired. You look so tired today. And it's like, Thank you so much. I am actually exhausted. It's like, I don't know what, what you want me to do with that comment. Um, I know. Like, I can't go take a nap now. So that's unhelpful. <laughs> yeah. You. And it's like, you know, people can just see it. People can see that you've probably, you know, been awake for so many hours last night. You're going through something emotional. So I think it really impacts how we move through the world. And I think, you know, spinning it around on its head, I think the way that it's linked is also if you are somebody who's working through skin conditions like acne, psoriasis, eczema, you know, dermatitis, then that has an impact on your emotions. And I think that in itself proves that there's such a huge link there. So it's almost like, you know, it's like this little loop of our skin kind of being the place where we can see our emotions, we can witness them, but also 
based on how you feel in your skin, you'll have an emotional response to that. Exactly. And it makes so much sense. And and literally in our body, when we're stressed, you know, there's inflammation in our body and that shows in your skin and it can actually compromise your skin barrier. And I suffer from chronic stress, which is something that we'll speak about later, but I have chronic stress. I also have an inflammatory skin condition. So that's a constant, I'm, you know, in this constant loop of basically having inflammation on my skin, but then also maybe irritation. And so I think that that just really speaks to it. And I, I do think that especially in our consultations, we speak about, you know, what are your stress levels? Are you sleeping well? Because those things, they they really impact you. And like you said, when you look tired, you look glowy, part of that is confidence in your own skin. And with our clients, we've definitely seen that they they can totally transform. But part of it's not necessarily curing a skin condition, but it's just, um, you know, coming to terms with it and accepting it and, you know, accepting yourself for who you are and all of that. And so I guess, can you just explain the connection through your own personal skin journey and how that's impacted you? I know that I touched kind of a, a little bit on my rosacea, but how has your personal skin journey been? So when I was a teenager, I had, I had acne and it was very much like puberty driven. And I guess maybe it lasted for a couple of years and disappeared. And it's interesting. I think this is why this conversation is so interesting, because I think we tend to link the mind and skin only if you've had a skin condition, you're working through something. And actually, it can also be more from a mindset place also. So because I had acne, I guess, you know, growing up as a black teenager in London, when I was looking at people in magazines who were also black women, they were always like hyper real, super perfect, flawless. There was never just like, you know, a woman who was black who had average skin in the magazine. It Mm -hmm. was almost like, you know, there were so few visible roles for black women at that time. And I mean, I guess to some extent still now that the ones who were chosen or like deemed worthy enough to kind of be there were like the Naomi Campbells of the world. So I really grew up thinking that my skin was just never good enough. Mm-hmm. But even if, you know, once my acne had subsided, I still felt like I was always overachieving. I felt like I was constantly just trying to be the best in class at my skin. And, you know, that manifested for me as I was in my late teens and early twenties, I was just consumed by products. And when I look back at my skin now, like, my skin was my skin, but I just had this perception of for me to be seen as successful or worthy in society as a black woman, I need to have the best possible poreless, flawless looking skin to be mm-hmm. taken seriously. Mm-hmm. So I just used so many things, so many products. And I guess I was looking for that validation in those products. I was looking for those products to say to me, yeah, you're worthy of being here in a world that makes you feel really othered and confused you're, there's a place here for you. And of course, a skincare product can't do that. But what did really help for me, and I guess how I started my journey with thinking about the skin in this way was my spiritual practice of what got me to that healing place. It got me to this realization of actually, I need to find peace and acceptance with myself. I can't seek that in a product. There's literally no hope in a jar. I can't find it. There is no magic cream. There is no magic cream. So I think being able to kind of pinpoint those two things together that actually my mind and my skin are so related. And if I can use my spiritual practice, I've always used for every area from breakups to work stuff on my physical parents and how I can find peace with that, then surely there must be some relation. And, you know, the more I started then seeing clients, which we can talk about later, I really started to see there was even more of a link. Yeah, it's definitely, that's so interesting because of course you went on your own journey, but then also when you look at other people's journeys and you relate, you know, you can relate to them. And I think that People find such comfort in being able to speak to someone who's experienced something just like they have. But you can really see how you're so in 
you know, that place where you are and you can't, we're such harsh critics on ourselves. And so, like you said, you were looking at these very aspirational, you know, air, but not real, that's not real life. You know, I think especially on Instagram now, we see this a lot. And there is a movement towards, you know, being raw and posting real pictures of real skin. But definitely you get, you know, you get lost and forget that it's a filter mm-hmm. and you compare it to something that's completely unattainable because there's no such thing as perfect. A hundred percent. I think also there was, I was complicit in that system. Like I worked in fashion and beauty for over a decade. I was working, you know, behind the scenes of photo shoots and seeing, I'm hearing the conversations that models are having, hearing the conversation that editors were having about their body image and how they looked. And when you're constantly around that, it becomes the norm. It's very toxic too, because I think that you, yeah, you feed into that and you're th- even when maybe you're having a good day, but then if, if that's the constant narrative that you're surrounded by, you're like, oh, maybe, oh, well, maybe this or that. And you start to really pick yourself apart. I know working in skincare and speaking to people every day, I try not to wear makeup in consultations, which you know, I might put on mascara and stuff like that, but I actually try not to wear makeup with our clients just because they can then see I, I have all the right tools to, to have, you know, perfect, I'm putting air quotes up, perfect skin. And still I have inflammation because I have chronic stress and that's not going to go away. And I have insomnia. That's not going to go away. Hope, I mean, hopefully at some point I do start to sleep more, but what I'm saying is that you just can't, you know, you can't just expect a skincare regime to fix all your problems. You have to really focus on other elements and just, you know, being so comfortable in your own skin. And that will, will also definitely shine through. Absolutely. I think just speaking of skin storytelling. So this is the term that I think, do you know what? I think it's going to be like a trendy, a trendy buzzword at some point because skin storytelling for us with our clients, one of the, we actually talk about skin history. So the Mm -hmm. first the first section of our consultation, we go into people's skin history and we just say, you know, tell me about your skin journey. Talk, talk to me, you know, tell me everything. And actually a lot of people have never been asked that question before. And, you know, we have, we spend 45 minutes with them. So they've never had an opportunity to just spend 45 minutes to really an hour just talking to someone about their skin. So I think what is skin storytelling to you and how do you work with your clients Mm -hmm. with their skin story? Yeah, so I think it's interesting both, you know, in a one-to-one perspective, but also in like a group sharing context. So I think the first time I worked on this probably maybe in 2018. Um, so it was me and my partner in crime, Becky Symes, and we went to New York to share the skincare brand. We went to New York to do a series of um, circles. We just like to retest the concept because, and we can talk about this more momentarily about the cultural difference between, you know, the US and the UK. Um, but we had like a lot of people interested in New York about seeing skin in this very spiritual, holistic mm-hmm. way. And we just had these circles with women, most of them who either had, you know, acne, psoriasis, dermatitis or an inflammatory condition, or they were just working with like low self-worth related to their appearance. And we sat down in a circle and we did lots of different rituals and practices. But one question we just asked them was, if your skin could speak, what would it say? Mm. And again, as you said, they all just like, Literally, no one's asked me this ever. No, never, because it's always to sell a product, right? Yeah. So they've only been asked about their skin for someone to then say, oh, okay, this is the problem. Well, here's here's the magic. Here's the magic cream. Here's here's the solution. Rather, you know, just putting a Band-Aid on something rather than saying, no, let's, it's a living, breathing thing. Let's talk about it. And so, and so how did they respond? And it was really interesting just hearing the way they spoke about their skin. And it was very much this exploration of, just allowing your skin to speak and to feel like there was a presence there. 
So it was really getting them to think about their skin also beyond the physical appearance. So some of them initially went in with, okay, well, my skin is dry. It's, I've got red patches here, like very much all of the symptoms, right? And then throughout the sessions, we were getting to this deeper place of, I remember that my mum, when I was eight years old, always made us all get dressed up and wear makeup to church every single weekend. Mm-hmm. And now I just can't leave the house unless I have makeup on. And for the first time, I was able to link those two things together. And she was like, my skin is fine, but I still have this belief that it's not and that it can't be seen unless it's like this really perfect version, like similar to my story. And through this expression, she's able to see exactly where that came from. And it was just so interesting hearing people's story and also how it affected their behaviors and their beliefs. And one really common theme for them, and also in my one-to-one session when we talk about our skin stories, is just the exhaustion of trying everything. I've stopped eating dairy. I've done this. I've taken all these products. I'm on reaction. I've done all the things. I've spent all this money. Literally so much money. And so I'm, much now, money. I'm now here in this place of nothing has changed and I can't do anything until my skin changes. And I'm also very blunt with my clients. So my question always is, which I think really takes them back when I say it is, because I think I've always heard them say, when my skin heals or is fixed, I can go on holiday, I can start my business, I can meet my partner, I can go dating. And I'm always like, well, what if your skin doesn't change? Then what happens? Do you stop living your life? And they're always like, I've just always lived believing that there's a fix, that something can change. And I was like, this is why for me, the work is always fundamentally about you finding peace and acceptance in the way that you look today. Exactly. And if it, ha- yeah, if it happens to change in the future, then we can meet that moment when it comes, if it comes. But we can't live for that moment, right? Because life doesn't stop. It has no. to keep going. It has to keep going. And I think that that's, it's trying to almost change what reality is. And that's when you, that's when things start to, you know, that's when you start to get disappointed when you try to change what the reality is. And so I think, you know, with, with our clients, we, we talk a lot about, and part of the 45 minutes that we have with them, you know, kind of similar to what you do is just, you know, giving a, giving them a space where they can come and talk about their skin. We do try to, you know, give holistic recommendations and, and things like that. And then, you know, streamline their skincare routine and, and make adjustments. But, and I guess, give them our best, you know, what we actually think is the most unbiased solution to, to try to help them. But in some, you know, sometimes it is so much deeper and, you know, a product is, is, is a bandaid pretty much in some cases, uh, for a deeper problem. I can use really gentle creams. I can use things without fragrance that will help my rosacea skin condition, but it will never go away. It's chronic. Um, it's a chronic inflammatory condition. So I think that's such, such a great question to ask people. What if it doesn't change? And it's really like that with anything. I think in your life, you just have to keep on going. And I, I think hopefully the movement that you're kind of, that you've kind of started with these and talk about circles a little bit more, these circles where people can talk about their skin, because like, what does a circle mean? Mm. So I think a circle really is just like this sacred container And they're normally just very intimate groups. So usually anywhere from, you know, six to eight people or even smaller than that. And when we go in with like this one intention, which is to just have conversations or ritual based around our skin, it's just really saying to this group of people that this is a safe space for you to be here. And the space is held and we normally say it's like a sacred space because whatever you show in that circle doesn't go outside of the circle. Mm-hmm. And especially for most people, there's just not, as we said, there's no, there's not spaces to do this. There's not spaces to talk about your skin unless it's product related. There's not a space to, um, 
have a meditation which is based around your skin. Like we just, there's no spaces for those. So in these circles, it's just really helping people to open up and say, actually, my experiences are valid. And when we link our skin by emotions, our skin holds those emotions. Our skin carries those emotions with us. Mm-hmm. So if we can start to process them together as a group and like give them a place to speak, we can then start to release them. I mean, that's the goal, right? The goal is to move that stress out of the body, which is having a physical response in your skin. And mm-hmm. then yes, you probably will see like a skin change. But yeah. actually, you know, fundamentally, we need to allow practices to allow that stress to reduce. We need to allow practices to allow those emotions to be cleared up. So it just really helps to facilitate conversations and getting to know your skin on like a deeper level, which is mm-hmm. beyond, you know, what it looks like. And the healing happens just by sharing, talking, and also hearing people who are going through what you've been through. Yeah. What we see a lot is with clients who have suffered from acne in the past, you mentioned someone who they had to wear makeup on Sundays and and that kind of thing. And now they always wear makeup. What we see a lot is that people who have suffered from a skin condition in the past, they still believe they almost have that condition or that it's going to come back. So they live in fear Mm -hmm. of this condition coming back and really impacting their life as it did, you know, maybe when they were a teenager or going through a really stressful, you know, time, et cetera. And so I think that also that awareness of your skin now and what your skin's needing now and being really in touch with that rather than just going through the motions and treating it as, you know, your skincare routine as a ritual, which we can go into more a little bit later, but treating it as a ritual and focusing on, you know, not the past and letting that be in the past and and how your skin is really now, because we have a lot of clients who basically are still using acne products and acne treatments and they have no, no spot to be seen. So, and I think it can, I mean, technically it can damage your skin barrier, but also I think I find that really interesting. And I think it's like, you know, those behaviors like the skin, if you have like a skin symptom or skin condition, then that's like one piece of the puzzle. What happens in those circles or in my one-to-one sessions is we speak so rarely about the actual symptoms. It's the behaviors that come from that. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like avoiding bright lights when you go shopping because you don't want someone to see your skin. It's being in that cycle of like picking the spots and feeling shame about picking the spots. And then it just becomes this really compulsive behavior. It's Mm -hmm. the thoughts that you have when you're in the mirror at midnight and you're picking and like there's all of these things that happen and those are what people are speaking about they're really speaking about oh this is like this thing that I have it's like no because I have this or I'm worried about this these are all the ways it's affected my life I isolate like I withdraw myself from seeing people I don't go on dates if I've had a breakout and we see that it affects you know the whole person it's not just the physical appearance exactly and so leading into that because it does it does seem like a we say skin therapy. And so it does seem almost like its own, its own kind of practice. And there's this new kind of, I guess, maybe it's a new term, maybe it's not, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but psychodermatology, this new, I think it's again, going to be quite buzzy. And I'm, I'm worried that brands are going to misuse this term as a marketing thing. So what is your definition of that? And what are your thoughts on this kind of emerging, not market, but emerging term? Yeah. So basically I think, you know, psychodermatology is really about looking at the mind skin connection and there's been like so many studies that have really evidenced and proven that neuroinflammatory diseases like acne, psoriasis, dermatitis, they can be triggered or aggravated by stress. So in some ways, this is like the only medically recognized field that is really owning that there's a connection between the mind and skin. And as a result of that, it's, it again has like this really interesting loop of being able to support people who have skin conditions with like psychiatric help or psychological help but also looking at people who may have like psychiatric problem or mental health issue and 
as a result, they then get skin conditions or so on. So it's like very much like a big circular loop. And this normally undertaken by dermatologists. There's a really great psychodermatologist um, in London called Dr. Alia Ahmed. So I'm not a psychodermatologist, but she is. And she is a dermatologist and she also will do like things like you might do CBT therapy with somebody who's going through mm-hmm. it. So it really tackles things like, you know, depression, self-esteem and isolation that comes up as a result of having a skin condition or something else. So I think it's a really interesting field for sure. And it's very, it's really, really, really needed, especially to be taken so seriously at a medical level is really important. I mean, I remember like last year, um, I think, yeah, I think last year, or the year before, there was like a huge like buzz of articles on it. And of course it then becomes co-opted by brands as a way to sell more products. Exactly. And I think we have to understand that it is a medical field and the work that I do is very different because also ultimately like, I'm just offering an alternative approach. I think that for everything that we do, there needs to be an alternative approach. So if this is like the very medical driven way of seeing um, the mind skin connection, then mine is looking more at the rituals and like what you can do at home. Mm-hmm. But for sure, it just works really well. Like I've had, I've had some clients that I've recommended to see a psychodermatologist, for example. Yeah. Um, and I've also had dermatologists who've recommended their clients to me. So there's definitely just like a loop that works. And ultimately, like, we have to see the body in a holistic way. So for some people, they really need to have like actual CBT therapy with somebody to work through um, what they're going through. For some, they may need something a bit more softer and something that feels like their own practice for them to build. So it's just really asking, you know, the person at all times, like what makes sense for you and what makes you feel safe. Yeah. What feels right to you? I think that's the most important thing. And I just speaking a little bit to the cultural differences to, you know, from America to here, I think that it's really interesting because I grew up going to a dermatologist and, um, I had sort of pebble acne on my, um, on my forehead and, you know, ended up going to a dermatologist from a very young age. It wasn't difficult to do though. It wasn't so hard. I didn't have to go to a GP and be referred. And so I do think that in the UK, it's a topic that maybe has just moved a bit slower because it's harder to get referred and that process is different. And I, I think it's interesting that you kind of started this in New York because people were wanting to talk about it. Like it was, um, and I think just generally speaking, mental health as well, like, you know, in America, people were talking about it first and now it's becoming a conversation here. So are you seeing in the UK that this is becoming, I don't know, it's it's now moving quicker and people are starting to talk about their skin in this way? Or do you still feel like it's behind? And how? what do you feel like with the cultural kind of differences, I guess? I think it's really interesting. I guess like the way that, you know, me and Becky were approaching our skin circles and um, it was called like Miroscope when we had those conversations was, it's that, you know, very spiritually self-care driven mm-hmm. so it was very much the alternative approach to the traditional ways of looking at your mind and skin so when we went to um the u.s we were not having to do the initial education piece around what spirituality even is so it was very much like accepted and understood but in the uk it's almost like you know on my side like a double education of a doing a lot of work around this is what spirituality actually is and it encompasses as well as oh like your skin can be a spiritual topic so psychodermatology will always be, will always be, you know, almost like the starting point in the UK, I feel, because it is backed up by science. It's very rigorous. Exactly. There's evidence. There's which evidence. Is, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely going to take a few more years to, I think it's still, people still haven't really understood the mind-skin connection in the UK. So I think when they initially go into it, we very much from a medical route. And I think in a few years, it might again come back around where it's like, oh, now that I understand this and it's, it's backed up by research, 
how can I then look like a more holistic practitioner to work with? Exactly. Yeah, I, I do think that we're getting there. And I think that actually COVID and everything has sped it up a little bit. I don't know if you feel the same way. I definitely feel like that with our clients. I mean, I just feel like it was kind of time for us to step back. People were at home, people, and this is like a, a minor behavior, but people were just at home kind of com- and comfortable looking at themselves in the mirror more, you know, spending more time, not just at their desk, looking at their computer kind of thing. And so I think that all of a sudden they're like, oh, I need to this is weird or what's going on here. And we saw a lot of people that came in that had had never had any real issues with their skin. And then all of a sudden this, you know, global pandemic has then caused a massive amount of stress on people that then caused their skin to break out or their rosacea to trigger and eczema to get worse and all of that. So we saw a lot of skin conditions. I don't know if you've seen the same thing. Yeah. I think this, I think it's just been very confronting. I think, you know, seeing yourself, digitally 24 seven is exhausting Mm -hmm. and you're seeing it again as we said before you're comparing yourself to pictures of people who are not real no you know they're either filtered or anything you know even if the lighting's just a bit different it's just not the person that you see in front of your face when you're in real life um everything's always distorted even if you know like your camera's a bit blurry then you look different like everything's so different and I think people have you know in, in my sessions really had to sit with I don't know if I like what I see. I don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, in that beauty standard conversation, it then becomes, well, what are you comparing that to? And if the version of yourself that you're unhappy or unsatisfied with is being compared to versions that don't exist, and it's like, it's like this never ending battle. No, it's never. Yeah, it's never ending. No, because even if you're comparing yourself to your colleagues on a Zoom call, they're also behind cameras. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not a 3D full spectrum human being. It's just like a very flat one dimensional person you're seeing. So even comparing yourself to that is going to be, you know, impossible. Mm-hmm. So it becomes this like never ending cycle. So we've done, you know, quite a lot of work on being able to mainly just like call out what's behind that. Yeah. And calling out, you know, what is really underneath that feeling of there's something wrong here or I'm not happy with. Yeah. And it's really interesting the just the Zoom and, you know, being on Zoom calls all day now, all of a sudden, because... I didn't even, obviously, I didn't even know what Zoom was. Google Hangout was, you know, already a foreign kind of concept to me. And so now being on Zoom calls all day and I was, I was on a call with someone the other day and they just said, I'm so sorry, I'm going to have to hide my video because I can't even focus. I'm just looking at myself, not in a vain way, but it's just distracting. So I do think that you end up on these, on these calls having to be like, you know, focus because we by nature kind of go to look at, you know, our own reflection and, you know, picking out things. Oh my gosh, my hair looks funny there. Oh, do I have something in my teeth? Do I, you know, it's just so focused on appearance. And so I think definitely this Zoom fatigue, which I know has now become a very trending thing as well, but it's real. 100% it is. is real. And so moving to like, I guess just the idea, I mentioned skin therapy earlier, but I just, I think that therapy in general had a very negative connotation previously. And now I think that that's not the case anymore. I really do feel like we've made real, you know, huge strides in, in the right direction with, with that. And so skin therapy, I think it's just like, you know, the way that people talked about therapy, you know, if you had, if you need to exercise your, you know, you need to exercise your body to, you know, stay fit and healthy and feel, feel good and have energy. And if your mind, you know, you need to exercise your mind and, if you're sad, you know, you need to feel that and just talk through your emotions and things like that. That makes sense with therapy. And then skin therapy, I think for us is, is the same. And in the sense that you need to talk about your skin, it's something that you're confronted with every single day. And it's seen as a superficial thing, but 
really it's not. Um, and we've, we've touched on how it's a reflection of your overall health and well-being. And not, that doesn't mean that if, um, you know, you have breakouts that you, you're not healthy, which I think a lot of people, a lot of people feel. So what do you feel like, you know, your clients, do they treat it kind of as, as skin therapy? And what's been your experience, just generally speaking, the results that people are getting from, from their sessions with you? I think when they first come, you know, regardless of what um, they're coming for around their skin, the one constant has always been this like level of, again, as I mentioned before, exhaustion of Mm -hmm. I've tried everything, nothing's working. And I literally cannot start another skincare routine and, you know, it not end well, or I can't do all of these things. So it's a real level of, I just don't know what to do next. So I'm really open to trying something different. And, you know, the sessions are very much, you know, we speak, we give voice to what they're going through and their experiences. And then the work really is, you know, my goal for the sessions, and I will tell them very bluntly, this is not about your physical skin changing at the end of our work together. That is not why we're doing this. It is for you to change the way that you think and feel about your skin. Like that's the only goal. And like hoping that we can get to a place of finding peace and acceptance with your appearance. And that's always the intention for the sessions. So the session that we start is just really like an exploration before I then give them some practices to take home with them. So one of the practices is like a skin meditation. And we also do that over Zoom when we're talking. So basically they are applying whatever their favorite facial oil is or their moisturizer. And I will do a meditation while they're doing that. So their eyes are closed. They're just really just massaging the oil into their skin and feeling their skin. And the goal of that is twofold, of course, you know, and you can speak this more better than I can. There's like so many benefits to your actual skin by doing facial massage. But also most of my clients are just saying to me, I just never use a nice product. I've only ever used products to fix something. Exactly. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not as much of a ritual. It's just something that you have to do. You have to tick the box because you need to fix X, Y, and Z. And I think, you know, that's a lot of the people that come to us. That is their vibe. They're like, no, I need to do X, Y, and Z. This is my concern. I want to fix it. And we do, you know, that's, we're like, okay, that's, that's what you're here to do. And if that's what is going to make you do your skincare routine and feel better, Mm -hmm. then we are here to support that. But then also we have clients who they want it to be more of a ritual and they are really stressed and they need a way to unwind from the day. So like you said, facial massage, it's, it's incredible. And does their mindset then change? It, you know, they have this all, I'm sure they have this aha moment like, oh, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, as they're massaging the oil free, like some of the things that I mentioned in the meditation are just like having gratitude for things like your skin is just so damn smart. Like it regenerates, it repairs, it just, it's always doing things. Mm-hmm. And just like hearing those words, they're just like, oh my God, I've just always seen it. Just like, you know, the thing I'm always fighting against. I've never seen it as something that can regulate my temperature and literally help me to avoid the elements and protect myself. Um, so just even hearing that can be really soothing. And yeah. the longer term benefits, you know, they, they try to, to do them like at least three times a week. Um, obviously we are then helping with meditation is always really powerful to have more coping mechanisms to work with stress. By reducing stress, we're able to calm and reduce some of those swirling thoughts and those mind patterns. So over time, like your stress hormones are just not getting to your skin in the same way that they were before, mainly because we're allowing those practices of stillness, of calm, we're breathing, like all of those things are going to stop their tracks. So for a lot of people who have conditions that are aggravated by stress, mm-hmm. by us reducing the stress levels down, we're able to start to calm things down visibly. But again, regardless of the physical changes, the mindset ones are just, I deserve this. Like I'm worthy of spending time on my skin. And I say to them all the time, you can like keep doing your actual skincare routine hundred percent, but like, how would it feel to just buy a face mask 
and not look at the ingredients. Like, how would that feel? And they're like, I can't do that. And yeah, so we I cannot up- possibly do that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. And we built up to that point because it's like, it's supposed to be enjoyable. Like, it's supposed to be fun. And just those practices can really help. And I think also we do a lot of work around like limiting beliefs and doubts and fears that they have around like the emotional piece around their skin. And just giving voice to them and knowing where their triggers are can also be really helpful. So they'll often do like some journaling and charting around, oh, like I had a really bad breakout today. And actually it was because the day before I had this really huge emotional chat with my mom. Oh, I'm seeing some correlations here. So it's really just like a place of investigation and honestly just good old fashioned self-love. And if anything, you know, I, you know, my clients have definitely seen physical changes but like, I just don't even talk about them because it's not the reason why we do the work. Um, but mainly they've all changed the way they think and feel about their skin, which is all that we've, we, we want. Yeah. That's an incredible, I think that's an incredible way to, to look at it. And I think definitely for us, there are clients that we've, we've spoken to about what you do, um, that they can supplement because it's just, it is such a holistic approach. And I think that you know, there are, there are dermatologists that argue that the gut is not connected to the skin. There are dermatologists that argue that that the mind is not connected and that if you take this pill, it's going to fix it and that's all that's needed. And so I think, you know, just having, having someone as a sounding board to listen to you is really important. And that's what, for us, that kind of, we've just recently started saying, you know, it's like skin therapy because truly people afterwards, they, they say, I feel so, I feel so much better already about my skin because also I know that I have someone to turn to. And so we definitely clients who have, you know, more severe acne, sometimes we're their last resort. They come to us because they have literally tried everything. They've been on Rakutane. They've tried this medication. They've done some alternative treatments or facials. Um, they've been to dermatologists and they don't know where else to go. And so we're here and what we say to them, you know, we're here to support you along your journey. And whether that be just getting a foundation routine in place, or you just speaking to us about your skin uh, and us trying to help you, like you said, identify triggers, because there's some things that people just maybe aren't thinking about and it could have a huge impact on their skin. Mm. I think that that can be extremely helpful and people aren't talking about it enough because I do think that the beauty industry is so driven by product and, you know, there's, that's traditionally, that's what it kind of was. Um, if you look at traditional department stores and the way that beauty was sold, but I do think that that's all, that is all starting to change. And I think this movement towards minimal skincare routines and the psychodermatology is really exciting. I think sometimes also just like changing, you know, what we think the end goal is. I had one client and who had um, acne and I remember when we, when we first had our first conversation, our first session, probably like nearly two years ago now. And she said that she will only ever keep her hair long. She only wears her hair like down because she doesn't want people to see her face. Mm-hmm. So she's very much like always hiding that. So I was like, we need to like put your hair up. Yeah. It, wasn't, it was just like a fear thing. And it took a long time and a lot of work. And now her hair is short and she's putting her hair up. Oh. And the beauty of it is like for some people, it's just like nothing. But for someone who spent their whole life, you know, hiding their face and like avoiding having their hair because your whole face is on show, that's huge. And like it affects the rest of your life because it then that's like the changes that we're hoping for is someone yeah. being able to say, like, I don't have to hide, I can just be seen. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what my skin's doing, I'm going to allow myself to be here and to be seen. And that's really special. Yeah. No, it really is. I think that the the way, you know, we'll get messages from clients and they say, you know, you actually have changed my life. And the first one that we got, because Cindy and I, we started it because 
we thought there was something wrong with the industry and we just felt like there was just a really big gap and the way that people bought beauty, it wasn't, you weren't thinking about actually what your skin needed first. You were just going and asking someone to basically tell you what you needed rather than having that awareness of, okay, what does my skin actually need? Being educated and then making a purchase. And so that's really kind of the place that we were coming from. And I think what we didn't realize, maybe it was naive because it makes total sense now. And it's really the reason that we do it now is that clients, it, it can change your life. There's one particular client. She was the first one that messaged us this and said, you know, you've changed my life. And I just broke down into tears. And she, we saw her, we were doing these in-person consultations at the time, obviously now we're not doing those anymore. And we don't plan to do them in, in person anymore, but she walked in and her, for her follow-up consultation, her first follow-up and her, you know, shoulders were back, her head was high and she had this just glow about her. And, you know, she still had some concerns that we then, you know, tweaked this and that in her routine, but she just felt better about her skin. And I think for so many years, you know, had not felt like that and just hadn't had someone to listen. And, you know, we designed a a pretty, you know, basic routine around, around what she needed, but she said, you know, this is all, this routine has, it's changed my life. And we, we did see results with her skin and she was having breakouts and they, they stopped, but that was, I mean, I can't even, for me, it's like, okay, this is all worth it. You know, no matter what happens from this point on, this was worth it just for her to walk in the door Mm -hmm. like that. It's like so, so huge. And, you know, it's the same feeling that I've had with mine. And it's funny because the first thing that some of them tend to do is like send me um, a comparison of like their skin before and Mm -hmm. then after. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even bothered about that. Like the fact that you've come in here, your hair is up and you're super confident. You're, You're glowing because you're just, you've accepted yourself. The fact that you're just like dating with no makeup on is everything. This It's not even about the before and after picture. It's actually like, the whole like there's somebody who wrote an article about my work and said I do like soul makeovers and it's like that's the work right the work is that you've done that it's not even about what's happened on the outside but like it's this whole piece and I think what I love about what you do and I think our work complements each other so well is that we both see the skin as needing to have a holistic approach so in the it needs to be physical mental emotional and spiritual for things to change and things to make a difference and I think we spent you know so long too long just thinking that our skin can only be changed or healed or or felt about differently if it's physical Mm -hmm. when actually we need to look at the mental emotional and spiritual sides of it as well exactly and you know it just makes me think too of like the reason that you exercise for example the reason that you exercise for so long and I did this myself it was like I want to look a certain way I want to have a flat stomach my body my body that's just not how my body is I'm curvy okay like that's not my body is. And so I got to a point where I was like, no, I'm going to go exercise and I'm going to go walk because it feels good. And I feel good afterwards and I'm healthy. I'm going to eat healthy because I feel better. And once I started focusing on that rather than, oh my gosh, I have to do this because of X, Y, Z, it totally changed everything. And I, I feel, I mean, I feel like I looked better. Who knows? Like it could have just been a total mindset change, but it's like that with your skin. If you can then think of it as, you know, I want to do my skincare routine. We, we do aim to, you know, have the result, but I want to do my skincare routine, not because I want to look like X, Y, Z, but because I want it to be healthier and I want to, you know, feel healthier about it too. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, that for us is, you know, we don't, we don't promise perfect skin because there's no such thing as that, but we do, we are a place that you can come to. We have our WhatsApp line too, where you can, you can literally talk to me or whoever your consultant is whenever. And we help you like with your SOS stuff and just having that support, I think is, is huge. That skin, we say skin support system. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I do think that 
we, we know by now like just how powerful our mind is. So even if you know you are just affirming and believing and living your life as somebody who can move through the world feeling confident, your skin just tends to like follow suit. Yeah. And it's just like so interesting where we can really step into actually if I really allow myself to own how powerful my mind is, like what can happen from from doing that. So like I'm a huge advocate for just like slowing down our beauty routines because slowing things down just like helps everything. Mm-hmm. It's like more spaciousness in our day that we can know that, okay, I have 10 minutes to put my makeup on, but actually if I make it stretch to 20, but I can also get some breath work in. I can yeah. Affirmations, and it's like, it's sometimes it's someone's only time for like themselves. Mm-hmm. So if we can make those 20 minutes and elongate them and make them really intentional, then they can have such a great impact. Yeah. I love that. We're going to definitely add that little note because that's such a, that's, that's really great. And seeing it, yeah. Seeing it as something too, that you're, yeah, you're really being mindful about that time that you've, that you've spent rather than it's just like, get this over with, you know, enjoy it basically. Absolutely. Amazing. Let's just end on some practical tips. You know, we've mentioned some throughout and even just now, you know, just making your skin routine, not, not feeling like you you know, like it's a chore, but just some practical tips uh, for people who are maybe feeling a little bit more stressed at this moment in time, maybe feeling a bit down. I know that this, we are recording this in December, but we are going to be release, releasing this in January. It's new year. So any, any practical tips that you have? I think just like finding a moment of spaciousness every day is like so important and it doesn't have to be meditation. Like it's not always for everyone and that's okay. So if we're doing something like setting an intention for every single day when you wake up and it could just be saying, you know, just for today, I'm going to move my body or just for today, I'm going to do something that scares me. Whatever it is, it's like making your days intentional. Even when we have no idea what the outside world is doing, we can still have some autonomy and control over our time um, and our space. I think journaling is such a great practice for everyone, especially around skin some of my clients have written like little love letters to their skin in their journal and just really saying all the things that they're grateful for. And especially when you look at your face in the mirror, it's like, what do you love about your face? Even if you are struggling with your appearance, do you like your eyes? Then like write that down and be grateful for that. Even the fact that, you know, we have a canvas to apply fun beauty products on is like something to be grateful for. Um, so those things can be really helpful. And then, yeah, I just think like you're slowing down your beauty routine can be really incredible. So before you start your routine, again, you can be setting an intention for that by saying, how do I want my skincare products to make me feel today? Do I want to feel more calm? Do I want to feel more relaxed? Do I feel more confident? Like whatever you want it to be, just like set that intention. And then as you apply your products in, just like, just take your time, like smell them, feel the texture of them, see how they feel in your face. Like what's the temperature of the products you're using? Breathe along with it and see what happens. But it can just be a really refreshing way to spend some more time with yourself. I love those. Those are such good tips. I'm trying to think if I have anyone to add. I think what I would say and what, something that I am going to do myself, and I've actually been doing it a little bit more lately, is to have one product that is fun in your routine and that you really enjoy using. I got into this habit of just, you know, it was so technical. It was like, this is my skincare routine. Do, do, do. Like I had, I have my skincare calendar, which is what we actually give to our clients and all that. But I think now I have this balm cleanser and it's from a brand called Argentum Mm -hmm. and it's so nice. It's so nice and it is expensive and it does have fragrance, which I'm technically not supposed to use fragrance on my skin because I have rosacea, 
But I love putting it on and it comes with this little sponge and it's so fun. The whole process is amazing. And I do that once or twice a week and I really enjoy it. I really, really enjoy it. And I do my facial massage and it's just amazing. So I think try to have, you know, a product that you really enjoy. I always say my clients to have like something that brings them joy every single day. And I think beauty can be such a huge part of that. So it's like, yeah, even if you are not comfortable with having just like, you know, a fragrance filled like mask or something like buy yourself a new lipstick. Yeah. Or like a frivolous eyeshadow or something like it can make such a difference when you, you know, are really following a specific protocol or or a regime, just like finding something. Um, I just got a Foreo um, UFO 2, I think it's called. Oh yeah. Do you like it? I'm just like so obsessed. And I guess because, you know, I still do beauty writing. So I get my, my underneath my bed is like 20 kilograms of just like stuff. Um, but there's like very few things that I get. I'm like, this is just so exciting. But it's fun. It's very gadgety. I love it. Yeah. It's like the app speaks to you. I'm just like, this is crazy stuff. Um, but it's pretty amazing. That is amazing. You know, this is so, this isn't beauty, but I got a new toothbrush that has an app that like tells me about my brushing patterns. I love this. It's really fun. And I'm like, oh, I'm brushing too hard here. I'm not brushing enough here. I didn't get that. I didn't get it all the way to the back. You know, it's so funny. But the Foreo, it kind of like speaks to you in that way. Like it's really cool. But no, it's, it makes skincare fun. And I think at some point, you know, what we do a lot is focus on result. And I think that's something that we, you know, I think that we need to try to focus on too is a little bit of the fun element. And like I said, just having, um, you know, having something that you you enjoy doing and like your Foreo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm literally just like excited to take my makeup off just so I can go and use it right now. Well, that's great because sometimes I just am like, I dread my routine. I'm like, oh, I have to do the whole makeup thing, which I'm not wearing that much makeup at the moment because I'm not leaving the house very often. I'm on Zoom with clients all day. Yeah. But yeah, having, looking forward to taking your makeup off is a good, is a good thing for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Giselle. You're incredible. And I, I really love what you do. And I think that we, um, Leone and all of our, you know, consultants can learn just so much from what you do. I think that it's really amazing. And, you know, you're changing people's lives and starting a conversation that it needs to be had. So thank you you so much for being here. We're really honored to have you. Thank you. And likewise, I think, you know, I'm, I, I still love using products and my clients love using products. And I think, you know, since I've met you guys, it's just so nice to have people that I can trust, you know, with unbiased, non-sponsored thing to get skincare from. But I think, you know, again, it has to be holistic. There has to be both sides. Yeah, no, there definitely does. So we have, we have both sides here and I think there's a nice little loop going on. So I think that it's really great. So how can people find you if they want to follow what you do, if they want to, you know, book in a session, are you taking new clients now? How does it work? Yeah. So you can head to projectarjna.com and Arjna is A-J-N-A. It's very long name. Um, and, um, yeah, so I mainly see my clients on zoom because of, you know, the times. So I do like, um, either hour, one hour or three hour, really big deep dives on zoom, just like full of like spiritual guidance. And we do the skin work in, in those as well. So they have like a questionnaire before they see me just like really work through, you know, what they're, they're working through with their skin, what like their goals and their attentions are. Um, but yeah, I'm always available over email for people who are not sure what they need help with. Amazing. And what's your Instagram handle? Um, Project Ajna as well. 
Okay, perfect. So they can find you there. Amazing. And yeah, and for us, you can find us on at Leone, L-I-O-N-N-E dot L-D-N. If you wanted to learn more about what we do, you can also book a free at 10-minute discovery call, which, you know, you'll talk to a consultant about your skin concerns and we'll get to know you a little bit first and can guide you on which consultation might be right for you. So if you want to learn more, follow us, send us a DM, whatever. Well, thank you so much, Giselle. And I hope you have a lovely rest of the day. And we'll hopefully talk soon. I know we'll talk soon. Yes, 100%. All right. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And don't hesitate to contact us if you have any question. You can reach us on DM on leon.ldn or email us at hello at leonldn.co.uk. Don't forget to check out our website for more info on our virtual consultations and for bookings. It's time your skincare earned its place on your bathroom shelf.